2: get up right now, but go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, Hammer and Nigel go off the rails with Rock Kendall. <laughs> the noise pollution.
0: My name is Nigel. Jerry Lopez filling in for Jason Hammer, and even though... Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show is on vacation. He has graciously decided to join us for Off the Rails. Rob, how are you? I work harder on my vacation (laughs) than I do when I'm at work, guys. (laughs) And do we have a sponsor to thank?
2: Oh, yes. As thanks as always to Garage Doors of Indianapolis for providing for, for this vacation where I work harder uh, at home than I do when I'm at work. Uh,
0: we're going to touch on a lot of things here. Just, I mean, we've had 24 hours since uh, that, you know, uh, Hunter Biden gave his little speech on Capitol Hill, then got in his car and drove off, where he tried to play the victim and pr- basically flipped off. Comer and Jim Jordan in the Oversight Committee told them to shove their subpoena where the sun don't shine. I'm just kind of curious of the uh, chaos uh, that you saw yesterday. What you He's thought-
2: always a victim. He, he's always a victim. He's always he, a victim. He- He's always the victim, and they continue this narrative, and polling shows clearly not working, that he's just some poor drug addict who was a victim of his circumstances, and the reality is the exact opposite. The drug use was a part of his circumstances, but it was created by the immense wealth that he garnered based on his dad having essentially influenced an office for sale.
0: And can I say something else? He did not mention people mocking my addiction. I've specifically heard you say on your show that you hope that he gets the help that he needs. Nobody's mocking his addiction. I just kind of laugh when he says they're attacking my credibility when there's pictures all over the internet of him naked, smoking crack, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on sex clubs and drugs while not being able to make his child payments.
2: Well, I think my favorite part of that thing yesterday where he talks about the invasion of privacy and the reality is the only reason we know any of this is because he was so drugged out of his yeah. mind, he left his laptop yes. to be looked at and worked on at, a, at an Apple store. He did it to himself. It wasn't like people were looking for him. He said, here's my laptop, and I am I guess he was too high or drunk or whatever to remember <laughs> where he left
1: it. You know, what, one of the things that I really keyed on and, and being a, a counterterrorism guy is the word choice that people use, and he used that word financially very purposely when he was talking about his father, when he said, oh, yeah. my father was not financially financially involved and speaking of finances aside but he used his position as leverage to get you all the finances and i think that's a way he tried to wordsmith that a little bit to try to make it so he wasn't lying necessarily
2: well isn't it interesting that there are people like mitt romney who are like i haven't seen any evidence to show that joe biden has done anything worthy of impeachment they have checks they have literal checks to joe biden from Whether it's from Hunter Biden's firms or from Joe Biden's brother that they've traced the money. And yet, to someone like Mitt Romney, I haven't seen any evidence yet. Well, what evidence would you like to see? It doesn't get any more evidence than a check.
0: Yeah, I mean, an FBI, reliable FBI whistleblowers and informants saying Joe Biden accepted a $5 million bribe to fire that Ukraine prosecutor who is going
1: after Burisma at the time. Well, I don't see any evidence. I mean, we had Joe Biden admitting it. Oh, yeah. Admitting it. On camera. I told him we need to get a new prosecutor. If it's going to be a problem, we're going to hold payments till we get a new prosecutor. I mean, he said it. These are the same
2: people, though, that when Donald Trump told people to go home on January 6th, he somehow incited an insurrection and they voted to impeach him. So, look, it doesn't matter what happens in the House. They're not ultimately going to, while they may vote to impeach him, they're not going to vote to convict him. But it does show, I mean, there's a poll that came out today that shows Trump's ahead in Michigan. And so I think it's done damage on Biden that people have seen. Look, this is an old, feeble-minded guy who is totally corrupt, and it's going to be interesting because you may see one guy campaigning for, from jail and another guy campaigning while he's impeached. This could be unprecedented
0: <laughs> times. We are going off the rails with Rob Kendall just a day before uh, Ukraine President Zelensky was in capital uh, in Washington D.C. with his hand out asking for money. Ultimately, he mostly went home empty-handed. And Joe Biden tried to blame this all on the Republicans, blaming the Republicans for caring about our border before Ukraine's border, because what they want to do is they want to tie uh, funding for our border to funding from Ukraine. And if you were for that, you were criticized for that.
2: Uh, You two, you, Nigel, and Spanglish were total ladies men in high school. So I know you didn't have this issue. But for our our audience, uh, (laughs) they may have chased after a girl in high school and were just they couldn't even explain it, right? Like you're chasing after this girl and you can't even explain it. And in your mind, she's just the greatest thing ever. And then you get into college and you realize, oh my gosh, there's so many other hot girls at, at in my college. This girl, what was I doing? Why was I so enamored with her? That's where Ukraine is now with the American people. The new hot girl, the new college hot girl is Israel. It's the cause de jour. That's what we do in this country. We move from one cause de jure to the next, and now we look at Ukraine and go, why were we so enamored with her? She wasn't that hot to
1: begin with. So what what happens next with Ukraine and our, our money? Because we, we can't just stop giving them money, right? We're still involved in this proxy war. Oh don't threaten me with a good time Spanglish. <laughs> I'm on the am on the side of hold the bucks. If we can't defend well, our own if we can't defend our own border, how can we defend anybody else's?
2: Well, the Republicans always cave, and they're talking a tough game right now about withholding the aid until they get the border security. But we know how this song and dance goes. Look, Mitch McConnell and Todd Young said last year when they approved that massive spending deal at the end of the year to chop the legs off the new Congress that Ukraine is the most important thing, that it's far more important than border security or or you know energy independence or anything. I mean, Mitch McConnell's direct words were – funding ukraine was the most important thing to senate republicans there's not any really new people in there that you would say wow the tide has really shifted so they'll give in eventually and the democrats know this and so we'll go through this song and dance and ultimately you'll get no border security and you'll get Zelensky. and the look i'm not going to use the word money laundering operation but i don't know what word i should use His, (laughs) i guess money laundering operation will be
1: fully funded And, and correct me if i'm wrong the left looked at uh, at us like we were crazy when when Donald Trump said he wanted ten billion to secure the border. I don't even think it was ten. I think it was like five. And we've yeah. given a, a hundred billion to to, to Zelensky.
2: Well, this is why people who are paying attention get so frustrated, because on one hand, there's no money supposedly to secure the border, to do basic things that will make our country a much more secure, safe place. But yet when it comes to funding people, countries that are totally corrupt, that have no history of being our friend or being a reliable ally, we just throw money at them like, it, like it's going out of style. And the average person who's paying attention looks at this and says, my politicians don't care about me at all.
0: Hey, one more thing. Um, we're going to get a break here and bring you back, but I did want to ask you your thoughts on failed House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Um, <laughs> not only announcing that he's leaving uh, his position as a congressman uh, at the end of his term, but he uh, endorsing Donald Trump and actually saying that he would wouldn't mind a, a position in his administration if Trump were elected. And I'm like, boy, if you really wanted to drain the swamp, I'm. not sure Kevin McCarthy was the guy to bring into your circle. What did you think about that?
2: Well, it doesn't have quite the ring as failed former Surgeon General Jerome Adams, (laughs) but anytime you put the word failed in front of somebody that was a politician, it just just makes it a little more... Look, this guy—it's like an airport, right? You don't need to announce your departure; just go. But the fact is, he quit on his constituents in the middle of the yep. session. He—he didn't even serve out his term, and it shows you who these people are. It's not about serving the public. It's not about serving the taxpayer. It's about—it's about self-service. It's like the old Swifty gas station. It's self-service.
0: Well, it's, it's happened—it's happened here in Indiana, right?
2: Of course, you've got professional office hopper, Aaron Houchin, who literally quit in the middle of session to go run for Congress. She quit on her constituents, but they get rewarded. These people, it's hard to blame them when you have no regard for other people. You have no internal check and balance when we, the voters, keep rewarding these people. Tara Klutz just did it as the state comptroller. This happens on the national level. It happens at the local level. And we the, we, the people, just keep voting, in many
1: cases, red no matter what, and we keep rewarding this bad behavior. I mean, some people bring up Ron DeSantis in the same vein, right? Like, uh, voted for governor, and within a, a year and a half, he's like, no, I'm, I'm now on a three-year campaign trail.
2: But at least he didn't quit. I mean, at least, yeah. at least he didn't quit. I mean, Aaron, somebody like Erin Houchin, there's nothing more gross than what she did. She's a sitting state senator, and in the middle of session goes, yeah, this is kind of taking up my time to campaign for Congress, so uh, I'm out. She, she didn't even wait until the end of the session, but— Again, if you're a you know somebody who only cares about yourself and the people are going to reward you for that, she's now a member of Congress, so I guess good on her.
0: Had that duel on earlier, asked him what he thought he what the biggest story in Indiana over the past year has been, and he said the recent changing of uh, the election laws here in the state. Care to comment on that?
2: Uh, he's probably right. Uh, John Russ deserves a whole lot of credit for using his own money. Now, look—he's not running a soup kitchen. He's trying to become a senator. No,
0: so, what was the, what was the original law, just real quick?
2: That you had to have voted in two previous primaries of the party in which you're wanting to run in order to run for that party, or you could get, if they liked you, the party liked you, a county chairman to sign off and say, it doesn't matter that you didn't follow the rules, you can do whatever you want. The John Russ lawsuit that was just decided, a judge in Marion County threw that out. Uh, it's currently in front of the Supreme Court. Uh, terrible Attorney General Todd Rokita appealing that lawsuit. By the way, if you want to lose a case, put Todd Rokita on it, because he is darn <laughs> oh, good boy. at being unsuccessful. Um, hi, Todd. Uh, anyway, that that is, I think Abdul's right, because Eighty percent of the public was ineligible to run for public office based on this totally corrupt law that was put in place to design to to control who runs for public office. Eighty percent of the taxpayers, the Republicans and Democrats, said we'll take your money to fund our elections because we're too incompetent to run our own conventions like the libertarians do. We'll take your money, but we want to control who can run for public office. A judge said you can't do that. That's a huge story. Now, the bigger story we mentioned, Rokita and it probably won't be decided before the end of the year, is what happens to Rokita. Because there's a very, very good chance he's going to get his law license suspended and there's a chance he may get his law license revoked, which means he couldn't be attorney general. So that may end up being a bigger story, but I don't think that's going to get decided before the end of the year.
0: And then one, one more thing that Abdul and I talked about, and I still and I know this has been a big topic on your show, is I, I see there's a big sign in your office that says, Stop the Water Steal. Um, what exactly is going on with Tippecanoe County, Boone County, water, and, and this economic development?
2: Well, this governor, uh, High Tax Holcomb, has a fetish for elitists and mega corporations, and he judges his success uh, legacy, as the uh, mayor of Lebanon, Mouthy Matt Gentry, called it on uh, this project in Boone County. And it involves basically taking other people's stuff to fund his legacy project, whether it's the half billion dollars of taxpayer money being taken from poor and middle class people that goes to the IEDC to help some of the wealthiest most powerful corporations in the world or whether it's now trying to extract hundreds of millions of gallons of water daily potentially from places like Tippecanoe County you have all of these resources both financial and things like water that are being extracted to benefit a very select group of people and in this case the people of Lebanon are going to get super wealthy off of it and they're going to benefit but you and me and Spanglish, we're getting nothing out of this because the the argument is well, we'll bring all of these businesses here and they'll pay all these taxes. All the Republicans do is raise taxes. There's no benefit to us There's no benefit. This money will not go to help you. It will go to grow the government. And so you basically have essentially kind of like, you know, it's it's crony capitalism at its finest, where everybody else is paying either natural resources or physical treasure for a legacy project for the governor.
0: Rob, you got... um... One more off-the-rails segment in you for uh, the year 2023. I might call you next Thursday if you're still around.
2: Oh, I I would would love nothing more than that. And you and Spanglish are just national treasures. And thanks, (laughs) as always, to Garage Doors of Indianapolis, our great segment sponsor.
0: It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.